I'm ready. Are you? Uh, we're recording right now. Ready? Three, two, one. Already recording. All right, guys. Hello and welcome back to that little ditty we like to call Random Cinema. <laughs> <laughs> Most awkward intro ever. As always, I am the dearly departed Brennan. I am the recently revitalized Andrew. Ooh. Yeah. Welcome to Random Cinema. Cinema. Oh, play yeah. the ad. One of those days. Yeah, you know we got to work from our sponsors. <laughs> sponsors. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's ridiculous. Okay, so what are we watching this time? What do we end up getting around to? Uh, actually, you know what? First, I want to do an excerpt about one of my favorite genres ever, which is a uh, horror comedy. Yeah. Because in, in, as far as I'm concerned, in the uh, in the paradigms of uh, the primary colors, as it were, of film genre, there is drama, comedy, and horror. And you sort of mix all those three in various ways to get the various genres throughout film. I mean, it's a little bit of a loose idea, don't get me wrong. No patented yet, but, you know, that's how I feels about it. <laughs> oh, it's patented. Indeed. But, uh, yeah, horror comedy has always been kind of like what's kind of tied me back to, like, film studies, whether it's been Evil Dead 2 or, like, Tremors or something along those lines. Gremlins I'd put in that category as well, you know. But, uh... Good Yuletide story. It's true, right? Mm-hmm. What would you say, though, is is a really great early 90s horror comedy starring an all-star AAA cast from 1992? Oh, uh, obviously, we talked about the movie we watched, Death Becomes Her. Death Becomes Her? Sorry, yeah, I'm like, this is like a long-winded intro for this movie. I love this movie. Death Becomes Her was made in 1992, directed yeah. by... Robert Zemeckis. Robert Zemeckis. What other movies has he made, my friend? I don't know. What other movies has he made, Brent? Back to the Future 1 through 3. Yeah. It's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. A little uh, little indie film called Forrest Gump. (laughs) Whoa, man. Whoa. It was also in the great epic Beowulf, the uh, original 3D animated cinematic marvel. Ugh. I know. Yeah. Basically, if Tom Hanks was in it, Robert Zemeckis directed it. Yeah, you know, it's like it's kind of funny. You hear Robert Zemeckis, and you go like, "Wait a minute, he made he made Death Becomes Her as well." And you're like, "Yeah, that's yeah. where all that spit shine and polish is in this gem of a film yeah. with Bruce Willis, Goldie Hawn, and Meryl Streep at the top of their fucking game." Yeah, pretty pretty stellar lineup for leads. I will say though, apparently Meryl Streep said this was the one and done experience you'll ever have with like heavy special makeup effects in a film. She oh, yeah. didn't really dig the fact that this required a lot of that. And she was That's like, fair. Yeah, it wore down her process. She didn't really like it. Yeah, she's in she's in a lot of, like a varying makeup. So oh yeah, too. Because like I've seen her in other films where she's heavily made up, but she often is like only wearing it, like wearing the same thing constantly. It's not something that changes. Yeah. Where this yeah. like she she does. Her in particular does a pretty crazy like body transformation on screen. Yeah, and then like the horror makeups later, mm-hmm. like those would be those are definitely be like not super intense. It's not like a zombie film or anything, Is but it would be if you're not used you to know? it. If you're not used to that kind of stuff though, like yeah, yeah, especially if you're like an actor. An actor, that's fair. That's fair. The thing I really like about this movie, though, is that it has the same effect that certain films have where, like, when you begin watching it, it misleads you into thinking it's a different kind of movie. Because you start it, and it's, like, really pleasant, and it's, like, it's fun. There's all this, like, you know, there's all this ooh-la-la going on. You're like, oh, there's fucking Bruce Willis, and, like, oh, there's Goldie Hawn. And, like, this is, like, I don't know, it seems like a nice little movie. And then it just veers into fucked up land so fucking fast but in such a charming way yeah the, the, <laughs> like from dusk till dawn <laughs> the first third of it is like 
a drama. Like, it's got that heavy vibe. Like, and I know they play it a little heavier, like a little soap opera-ish at times. Yeah. Um, it's but then, then the second, like, the, the second third of it kicks in, and that's where, like, a lot of the body horror and a lot of the comedy start coming in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I actually like that this has like there's like a rule of three with this film too because you meet our characters and sort of like you kind of there's a lot of like they don't how do I put this like setup and 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 payoff when it comes to like oh you know it's like uh, I always introduce my male friends to her to see if they're gonna pass the test and end up yeah. like leaving her right and the next scene you see that like they've jumped ahead and like he's getting married to her friend that's such and, a devastating edit too. oh yeah that's the thing <laughs> this movie does more with like it shows you rather than like tells you what's gonna happen next it's like with the cinematography alone like that's why it's so funny because like you're like oh that can't happen and all of a sudden they cut to like that exact thing going yeah down. it's like oh that's just great and I think I, I, I'm recalling that this movie helped influence a lot of my own filmmaking techniques. Like growing up, I've realized now, I'm like, oh yeah, this is like one of those movies. Yeah, yeah. no, this is definitely like, it's not a movie that was like as popular in, in the genre as like other movies for sure. Yeah. But like, for the cast and stuff, like it definitely left a mark. Like, a family friend of ours who like was known for doing exuberant and over the top like Halloween costumes went viral for making like the Goldie Hawn costume nice nice yeah and like she rigged it so that you could see like through her nice. like, like using like cameras and screens and stuff because <laughs> she was a computer cool. engineer but yeah so like and like even me like I haven't seen this movie in like 25 years ish I gotta watch it every couple of years yeah, I like, realize now. I, re- I watched it two years ago at home like, for Halloween <laughs> with my mom, and I'm like, "Oh fuck yeah!" No, but, exactly. But like, I haven't seen it in like 25ish years. But even then, like, 25 I still knew years. About it. Yeah, like, there's so many movies you watch or, forever. Movie you don't watch 25 fucking years. That's not what I ever think of. 25 fucking years. Just kidding. Because right. <laughs> as soon as someone's like, "You want to watch your Robert Zemeckis movie?" I'm never like, "Oh yeah, that horror, that horror comedy oh, that he did that man. one time." You snob. You're like, no. No Robert Zemeckis for No, me. I just never, like... Oh, thank you. Honestly, I, it's like, I forget it, like... Because no, it's, like, such, like, looking at his past filmography and stuff, like... I love Back It's pretty Future. different, though, like... It's diverse. Yeah, like... He's got a certain way he does things. Yeah, like, other than, like, a few Tales from the Crypt episodes, like, you wouldn't expect... You wouldn't, like, necessarily tie Robert Zemeckis to a horror comedy. That's fair, too. Like, and I feel like, too, with the cast, like, Bruce Willis and, like, Goldie yeah. Hawn, Meryl Streep, you wouldn't expect them to make a movie kind of like this. It's, yeah. like, it is charming how delightfully, like, gross this movie can kind of be. Yeah. You know? And, like, that's why I dig because this film reminds me of stuff like Reanimator. I feel like this is, like, this is, like, a, a big-budget studio's version of Reanimator. Because, like, not to, like, jump ahead too much, we oh, should no. probably explain, like, the, the summary or, like, I guess the, the story, the synopsis of this yeah. fucking thing. Honestly, like, we can't... I'm expecting people to, like... This is, like, a 30-year-old movie. It's true. It's not like we're spoiling too much. Like, yeah. this is... It's very easily attained cult status. That's why it's, like, yeah. it's the movie it is. When you say it to people, either they know exactly what you mean or, or they have no clue. And usually they're like, oh, fuck yeah, I love that movie. Also, like, I'm pretty sure Bruce Willis taking the role of, the, of like, the... Of, uh, fuck, I forget his name, but in this, he probably was yeah. like, all right, Bruce, you're not, you're not an action hero in this. You're, yeah. you're a plastic surgeon. Which, okay, they, they introduced him as a doctor. Yeah. And first of all, the first time we see him, he has that ridiculous, like, don't leave your children with him mustache. Like, yeah. That's like, it, I mean, it's set in the 70s, so I get it. 
but like well, the minute they say he's a doctor uh, at that time, yeah, yeah. yeah. When when we first meet the characters, it's like seventy two. I do love that it's like seven years later and seven years. Yeah, later. I love that. Uh, but like he's a doc. They just they're like, oh, this is Goldie Hawn. It's like, oh, this is my boyfriend, Doctor Ernst, whatever. Oh yeah, and like Ernest. Yeah, and I'm just like, I don't buy Bruce Willie as a doctor. And then they're like, oh, yeah, I hear you like, one of the best plastic surgeons. And I'm like, oh, okay. You don't buy him as a fucking doctor? I buy him, I buy him as a plastic surgeon. You became motherfucker. No. I buy him as a plastic surgeon. I always feel, too, this is like around the time that like he was still very much known for Die Hard. Yeah, oh, yeah, and like... And it's weird that he was playing a very against-type guy, too. So it's like, he's like kind of this like aging, nerdy guy. You know, where like at this point, it was like fucking Die Hard of the Vengeance was like coming out. You know? Yeah. Wait, was that the third one? I, don't, I honestly don't know. I've seen, movies. like, the one with Justin Long. Wow, that's it? Yeah, that's it, Oh, that's man. weird. Yeah. Okay. We'll get into that you another day. You Die Hard? Just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I have, have oh, no it's a Christmas movie, Hard. Andrew. Man, I just flipped I'm over one of those to, people. I just jumped over to Bruce Willis' IMDb for a second. It's <laughs> 143 actor credits. It's true, but in the past, like... Two years, but a hundred of those are on there, and they're all shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. His career's gone downhill. Willie's not doing well. Bruce Willie's—he's having some troubles. Man, there was a die. Oh no, that's a short now. Yeah, he's in some garbage now. Well, no, what was he? What was he making around that time? Uh, so ninety-two. Like, this is Vamp. This is Vamp. Well, we—that's a few years out from the Fifth Element. Yeah, the film is 97. This has yeah. got to be like Die Hard with a Vengeance. Die Hard with a Vengeance since 95. Oh, shit. Die Hard? Yeah. This is pre-Pulp Fiction, even. Wow. Uh, let's see. He, I mean, this is like like this is like post-Honeymooners, so he still has done comedy before. Die Hard 2. Uh, Look Who's Talking. Look Who's... Two. Oh, yeah. So man. he's done some comedy. He's got some comedy in this well. You know what? People out there can bitch all they want about John Travolta, but Look Who's Talking and Look Who's Talking 2. <clears throat> And look who's talking now. Our gyms. <laughs> uh, I would agree with you for the first two. Whatever. I actually look who's really enjoyed Look Who's weird. Talking and Look Who's Talking too. You don't like Danny DeVito? Uh, you fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I don't know. I watched those movies way too much growing up. I didn't mean to, but I just did. Yeah. Anyways, yep. talking about the movie that we're yeah, actually we here to talk about. He played, uh, he played Dr. Ernst Menville. There we go, yeah. Yeah. And then um, Goldie Hawn was Helen Sharp. There we go. And uh, Meryl Streep was Madeline, Madeline. Madeline Ashton. Awesome. Oh, Meryl Streep's character gets like the most. Her name gets mentioned the most. It's all like Madeline, 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 Madeline. Madeline. It's okay though. This movie has a theme where it's like you shouldn't. Madeline value, Ashton Mendel. Uh, yeah. So like you shouldn't made. value your looks so much. You know, it's like live life to your fullest. Because like, okay, so yeah. it's about how these like these two women, have, they're clearly old friends. Yeah, but they kind of compete with each other, it seems, you know. Anyway, so they, they, they trade off with this guy, this, like, this doctor, Ernest, for, like, basically Madeline yeah. steals him. Well, Madeline, Meryl Streep's character, Madeline, is a, an actress. Yeah. Um, Helen Sharp, Goldie Hawn's character, um, brings Dr. Ernest to a show of theirs mm-hmm. on Broadway. And just keeping us on track. And he, like, falls head over heels for her. And, yeah. like... This a montage of them like hanging out and stuff, and then Helen's like, "It was just a dinner." Yeah, and then Goldie Hawn's character Helen is like, "She, she wants this you. the Madeline test." Yeah, she's gonna steal you. He's like, "She means nothing to me." Yeah. Cut to they're getting fucking married. Cut to, yeah, cut to them. Cut to the wedding that because first of all, like Helen introduces them when they're engaged. Yeah. So like, 
Bruce Willie and Goldie Hong are like engaged. It's true. Um, but then like it cuts to, <laughs> to him marrying Meryl Streep's character with Goldie Hawn like in the background. Why would you invite her to that wedding? Yeah, out of spite. Like that's so rough, especially when she has this impassioned plea. Well, um, because but then that Madeline... brings me to the part that like the my like one of like a handful of gripes um, with this movie, and it's like it cuts to seven years later. With Goldie Hong in the fat suit. Yeah. And, like, I agree, like, that totally, like, makes sense for that character that she's, you know, a cat lady. She's, like, lost her shit. This is, like, yeah. the 90s version I just think of the what it looks to bad. Well, here's the thing it's like, I kind of get, like, it's the 90s, so the joke is a little bit, like, not well received now. But, yeah. like, it is the equivalent of what it would be rock bottom to be a single white woman in 1992. Oh, yeah, she's had a mental or, break. Oh, no, it would be seven years, it was 82. Yeah, it's eighty-two or eighty nineteen eighty or whatever in the story. It's seven years later, and she's totally lost yeah. her shit. Yeah, it's it's roughly you. Yeah, she's just like watching uh, an old rerun tape of like Madeline's character in a movie being strangled as she gets like taken off by a crisis unit and is just smiling. Yeah, and <laughs> and I then, was like, like the I couldn't really like. I was like, that's fucking funny, man. That's yeah. like really fucking funny. But then the next time we see her, she's in a psychiatric ward, right? It's true. <laughs> like they're all sitting around. This scene's great. Where it's like. Well, Helen, would you like to say something to the group? She's like, I was thinking about Madeline. Everybody just freaks the fuck out. Yeah. They're just like, oh my god. They're like, why do we got to talk about Madeline every fucking time? But clearly she's just lost her shit. Yeah. And then it just like, it cuts from her story. But then just, the doctor, like, the doctor in that scene is so horrible, though. <laughs> yeah. She's like, they haul her in, and she's like, it's been months. And months of therapy. You haven't lost a lick away. Yeah. Like, oh. and then they, like, and I'm like, okay, like I get yelling at her because you guys haven't made much progress in your therapy, but like, are you doing anything about her weight? No, she's like, a. You're in a. She's in a psychiatric hospital. Government appointed uh, mental health advisor. Did you, and it's the '80s. You think those were well trained yeah. people who gave a shit? No, they were not. I was like, that's no, so hard. Six years in the support network. Uh, you know, professional direct support field. You know what? People don't care enough. They don't care enough at all. Not the point, but <laughs> but yeah. So then, she doesn't help her kind of at all, really. Yeah. But then, like, she has an epiphany, being like, "I do have to erase her," and it's like, "Oh, she's gonna go on a murder spree." Yeah. And well, that's because she like keeps cutting the doctor off, where the doctor's like, "You need to eliminate this from your. You need to eliminate like this influence from you or whatever." And she's like, "You're right. I do need to eliminate her." <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, and then we cut to seven years ahead. Uh, another seven years later. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, oh. Man, there's been 14 years since these people were going to get married. Yep. That's a long gap of time. It's been 14 years since we saw Bruce Willis or Meryl Streep's character. Yeah. But now she's, like, become this, like, sort of, like, down-and-out actor because she's gotten too old. And, like, he's this, like, really shitty post-mortem, basically, touch-up artist yeah. for, like, corpses. Well, he went it's from like a, being, a, like, a top plastic surgeon to alcohol just destroying his nerve. Yeah. So, he, so all he can do is, like... Uh, like body work for a, mor- for a mortuary that like. is a good touch up actually it's like people like alcoholics that like become so like they drink so much they can't go without it in the mornings like they like have shakes they can't even function yeah that's like nerve damage yeah, yeah it's like fuck man that's not good you know yeah. yeah and like we see they're just not in a good spot at all um, and then I mean they're doing well for themselves for sure like they live in a mansion and like there doesn't seem to be very many money money problems but Meryl Streep is, or, I guess we should call her by her character's name. Madeline. Madeline, yeah. Madeline is Helen. obsessed with her looks. Ernest. <laughs> yeah. 
Madeline's just obsessed with her looks. And yeah, she's will like do a, pretty much anything to get them back. She's like a like a very like emotionally crippled narcissist. Yeah, like it's it's very clear. And she's like obsessed with her image, and I, and they reveal too. It's because like she clearly was poor when she was young, and yeah. was like made to feel insecure about it. And was like, you think I'm cheap? So she clearly had to like strive to become the most delicate, beautiful creature, and became like an award winning, well, well yeah. a working actor, an actress, a famous actress at least. Yeah, and I mean, she got like. She was validated essentially by her looks, right? Like, yeah, that was how she got out of her situation was on the back of her looks. Yeah, but unfortunately, all great things come to an end, and she starts to realize she's getting too old. Yeah. Too old, in fact, too old to keep her career going. Too old for the young floozy, this Adonis gentleman that says no to her. <laughs> oh, I love that actually. Yeah. She's like, like in legitimately, her... in my notes, it just has in brackets, slow clap for the rainfall during the breakup. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, oh. And then she hears about this, like, mystery beautician that might have this secret treatment to, like, help, like, de-age her, you know? And she's like, ah, what, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, you know? actually, there's another part that I really love when the guy who's telling her about that treatment, how his eyes, like, always yeah. twitching and stuff. Like, there's something not right about him. Right, you're like, hmm, that guy's... He's not okay. Yeah. Like, is he doing some sort of weird drug? And it's like, no, he's just, like, having his own issues along yeah. the same lines, right? Yeah. But then, like, they go to this party, right? Because, like, uh, she wants to become more beautiful. It's always obsessed with her looks. They go to this big banquet party thing and run into none other than Helen. Yeah. Goldie well, Helen's scared. book release, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, she is beautiful. She's not crazy. All the cats are gone. She's out of the asylum. She's lost all the weight. Yep. She's a smoking hot redhead in a fucking beautiful dress. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of titty in this movie. There's a lot of titty. Like, there's a lot of, like, not, like, not Did bare you guys breasts. hear that? Did you guys hear there's a lot of titty but in there's this? There's a lot of, like, there's a lot of heavy cleave. There's a lot of, like, heavy cleavage in this, uh... In this True. fucking movie. Well, Andrew, it's the 90s. Yeah. Well, one of my notes is, and like... Robert Zemeckis has just got... He's just... Just fucking solid as a rock this entire movie. Yeah, <laughs> but not like this is, this is just something I noticed. I'm like, wow, that's like how they're like super emphasizing like very like low cut dresses. There's some and, deep like, V's in this. Yeah, I don't mind it. Oh no, and I mean like I'm biased though. They're showing off what they got. Right? I was like, like, that's her belly button. There's a reason. For I it, am right? okay with that. Yes, yeah, sir. Like, <laughs> but not. True. This movie actually was very. I'm just gonna for between you and me and all of the audience. This movie was a sexual I'm awakening up. for me as a young boy. I was like, damn. There's yeah. a lot of deep V in this. <laughs> no, that's fair. <laughs> it's all around. Well, there's a lot, like... This is definitely, like, not meant for children. Nope. Movie. Um, but, like, the doctor that she goes... That Meryl Streep goes to see. Boobs. Sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the doctor... The fucking... That Madeline goes to see. We just ruined it. Liesl von Ruman. Oh yeah. Uh, when when she goes to goes to the appointment for this uh, after seeing newly refreshed and reinvigorated Goldie Hawn, um, she go, decides to take it take up the doctor on their yeah. offer and goes to this person's house. And I have no idea who it was. Isabella. It was Isabella Rossellini. Yeah, it's the same house that all the eyes wide shut orgies happen in, and like <laughs> and the Illuminati gathering. It's just a weird fucking place. Yeah. We get there. There's a strange. Fucking crazy French lady that's like, I will give you an ultimate. She's got her, yeah, she's of youth. got her boobs out the whole movie, though. Like, 
Anders first she's note wearing just was like, look at them titties. So basically, I'm, I'm, I'm you see her walking around, she's wearing only a neck, <laughs> like a bunch of necklaces. That's true. And then later on, when we see her swimming naked in her pool, except for a beaded shawl, like who yeah. swims in a beaded shawl? I do. Like I've you seen you see, swim. You, you see my not. beaded shawl? It's wrapped around all of my body hair. <laughs> like, I just I don't like. It's, it, I'm definitely glad. That, like, you were watching this with your parents? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Like, I, I got weird. I was glad <laughs> the first time I watched this movie, I was not like old enough to be like, oh, yay, titties. Yeah, right? Like, parents yeah. would be like, they don't know what the hell they're watching. It's and, like, the time me and my very religious girlfriend's parents went to see The Hangover Part 2, and there's like a full on two minutes where like a monkey is playing with Ken John's dick. Yeah. Oh, yeah! Yeah, that was super weird to watch. It is weird. That, with a group of Mormon parents. They're just like, what's the weird. monkey's deal? Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny is that, like, there is, like, a, I think it's a strange, like, joke the universe plays on all people that are trying to watch a movie and then have their parents not walk yeah. in during sex scenes or anything weird. And, like, universally, that is always what happens. Like, if there might be a minute to have sex scene in a movie, guess what? That's when your parents are going to walk in. Oh, and yeah. be like, what are you watching? What are you watching? And you're like, nothing. And you're like, what is this? Yeah. Shit. You're like, nothing. And you're like, no, that's, they're doing some, that's, ooh. And you're like, no, the whole movie's, damn it. I have a fun story to tell you when we're not recording. <laughs> oh, I was just watching Con Air. And <laughs> watching Con Air. I was listening at the door. He did not say buddy. Yeah, I'm just watching Toys with Robin Williams. Okay, there's a butt in it. Okay, why am I in trouble? All right. Oh, Toys, such a good movie. I haven't seen it in a very long time. I haven't sure. either. I'm not sure if it is a good movie. You ever I want not watch something in like time. 25 years ago? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like Death Becomes You, yeah. which is a great film. Anyway, okay, so jumping back to it. Uh, back, uh, yeah. After an undisclosed is... amount of money is shown, which I really love that we don't get to know how much money that was. Yeah. Because it's enough that as rich as Madeline is, she has to go, <laughs> I will be going now. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And gets up. And then, you know, she tests it on her. And she's like, man, oh, my hand's so young. Goes, all right, blank check written. Yeah. Done. And Would then you... fucking one of the funniest, like, most honest body transformations ever. True. Happens. Where, like, just, she's an older lady, so everything just, like, tightens. Yeah. And, like, so. lifts and... And she's just like, just watching. The thing that made me like burst out laughing was when her ass like changes because it's just like the sound it made. Dude. Yeah, she's <laughs> so fucking funny. She's like, oh, yeah, it's pretty great. Um, but while that is all going on, Goldie Hong is uh, Helen Sharp is trying to get back with Ernest Menville, the doctor, Bruce Willis, the surgeon, doctor, die hard with um, a scalpel, die hard with a scalpel. Uh, but yeah, no, he... He hasn't quite been at the whole time. She's, um, trying to sneak her way back into his bed. Mm-hmm. Which, I, at this point, I don't understand yeah, me why either. they would fight like, over him. Why would she want to even be... Is she, he's, like, a trophy to get back and to, like, dangle in, like, her face. Yeah. And be like, ha I got the old fuck back. Well, also, like, want that? her plan is, like, also getting him to help her kill That's true. Because Madeline. Helen is also insane. Insane and wants to kill Madeline. Yeah. Because everything is Madeline's fault. Well, yeah, they link this up later, too. Like, when, like, so she comes back, right, and they're planning on killing her. Yeah. And so it doesn't exactly go how they're expecting to because, like, she, he's going to, like, initially hit her with, like, just divorce papers and shit, right? <laughs> no, uh, her, Goldie Hawn's plan is that he's going to coat 
I was like, maybe one of every this, type this of happened. glass. Yeah, he's gonna coat one of every type of glass in this like really intense right. narcotic that'll like basically knock her out, and then they're gonna make it look like she drove off a cliff. Yeah. while she was drunk. Um, but then she comes home after Goldie Hawn sneaks out. I like the gag for that, too, because it's like, we're yeah. going to make it look like she had a little too much to drink. And there's, like, 19 <laughs> bottles of wine in the Full car. Full bottles of, like, vodka. Like, and she's, like, dousing the car in, like, rye and vodka. <laughs> it's like, I don't know if anyone would. Yeah, all right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, then Goldie Hawn uh, sneaks out when Meryl Street Madeline comes back. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, Madeline and Ernst have a fight. <laughs> Sorry. Have a fight. Um... <laughs> And, like, he ends up, like, stupidest fucking thing. They're arguing, and then, like, she turns around, and they start arguing more. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's about to kill her, and then he decides, like, not to. And then, like, he lets go of her throat because he's, like, choking her out. Well, yeah. And then she's, like, tottering, like, on her, with her, um, with her heels. On her high heel, yeah. It's, like, arguing. Her high she's heels. Like, That's the word I was looking you, for. Her high heels. Yeah, and then she, like, yells at him, and he's just, like, no, it pushes her. But she's, like, teetering and tottering there for, like, a full, like, five minutes. I was, like, that is, like, an unbelievably long time. That's the horror comedy aspect, too. Yeah. It's, like, he's, like, he's, like, Ernest, help me. Ernest, help me, you idiot. And she's, like, yeah. Oh, that <laughs> neck snap. Yeah. It's so dope. That's the thing, too. It's, like, he was gonna, like, they were gonna stage killing her, and then he, like, changes his mind. And then she, like, annoys the legitimate shit out of him to the point where he just flips out and starts strangling her outright, and it's like, oh, Bruce Willie, no. Oh, that's, you've laid hands on her now. That's not good. But then, like, act, act, act goes through with killing her. Essentially. Yeah. It just pushes her on the fucking Kills her in the heat of the moment, basically. There, there's a shot in this, too, where he's on the phone talking to Helen, and he's oh. like, I didn't think I had it in me, but I did. Blah, 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 blah. And in the background, you just see her, like, getting up like the corpse from fucking Evil Dead 2, and I love that bit so much. Oh, that's much. one of such... That's and then, like, like, walks over and is like, Arst! That's <laughs> such a great shot where she's, like... It's, like, focusing on Bruce Willis on yep. the phone with Helen, um, trying to discuss, like, the best things to do next. Yeah. And then, like... You just see her, like, her leg, like, suck back in, kind of. <laughs> yep. And then, like, the other one kind of straighten everything out. And then she, like, struggles to her feet. That's so, that's such a good shot. Oh, it's before awesome. she, like, before she, like, wanders into, like, focus. It makes me kind of realize that, like, the whole movie up until this point is building up to my favorite, like, act of the film. Which mm-hmm. is, like, this is where everyone starts taking shots at each other. Yeah. And it starts getting really fucking wacky because you realize that, like, the serum that she took, she's not really alive kind of anymore or like she just died but she's not going to die and I equate yeah. this to the serum from Reanimator oh, that's very like, yeah. it's very similar in the sense that like they take this 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 wonder serum solution shit the the um, what is it called in, in Reanimator it's a uh, reagent oh yeah the reagent and it allows like Herbert West to like not age and always stay, like, be awake and stay very vitalized and this is like along the same idea but it just keeps you young eternally yeah I think there's like more of like kind of a mystical reason as to why it works so damn well, but they don't dive into it in this movie, and I'm kind of okay with that. It gets to just be this MacGuffin. Or yeah, it's like the youth serum. You never, you yeah, you more. never find out anything about, yeah, like about the serum or where <laughs> if this was made today, it'd be like it's Shang-Chi the Ten like Rings and blessed it at the beginning of time because of a power stone, but. It was, you know, this is just like, magic serum, it's purple, go. Yeah. It's 90s. Like, I like that. I actually really like that. Just like, oh, cool, I can piece it together, I get it. You know, it's the fountain of youth in a jar. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, the thing, that, that leads to, like, some of the best, like, once they, like, straighten out her neck and stuff. Oh, yeah. First of all, like, 
you can definitely tell that that movie was made in 92 by like the CG that they used yeah. for like her head being completely reversed. They try to mix the practical as much as they can too with yeah. the CG because apparently the CG team they had for this was the same team that worked on Jurassic Park so this time they were still kind of like writing the book on how to do this kind of yeah. shit so like this was like basically a good I don't know signifier for like how, how far can we push it's like you know digital graphics in a film and like you know you can see right through a person at one point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. No but like as, as like as rough as it is like that's what you have to appreciate is that it's like the beginning of it. Yeah. Like yeah. this is like when CG is like starting to really become a thing. Um but like some of the best bits fall after this too which he's like yeah. she like ends up oh, he like, once they straighten once they straighten her neck around cause like she's literally yeah. like looking at her like at her ass that's true down, right? it's like, like, like it's I can see my ass <laughs> but when you when they like get it like twisted the right way and then they t- and then they go to the doctor I think this scene with the doctor is like one of the funniest oh, of like the nineties, let alone of the movie. Like it's true. Like that scene with the doctor is by far one of the funniest fucking bits. Like yeah. I have rec- like recalled seeing in a long time. Because it's like yeah, they take her to the hospital because she's like, oh my wife is on door. Oh like, the doors or death the doorstep. Door. Yeah. So the doctor comes in and starts doing the usual check, like check the wrist. And he's like, is that hurt? Is it, yeah. That doesn't hurt at all. And it's like cracking As her wrist back where he's yeah. like, that doesn't hurt at all. And she's like, no, not at all. And he like tries the neck and he freaks out. And he looks like yeah. oh. Oh, all right then, whatever. And then, like, I love that he like the escalation of like he's not even explaining too. He just like goes yeah. to the test scope, throws the fucking thing out, grabs this, this a brand new one, and he's like, no, okay. And he's just being like, well, that's not fucking working. And like you can tell he's kind—he's of, not really panicking. He's just sort of like intrigued, but yeah. also like he's starting to freak out. And when like Bruce Willis takes out the fucking flask, he's like, do you want to have a bit of that too? Yeah, okay, cool. And he's like, I oh that actor. He's like, you get one scene, yeah, one scene, and you get to kill it. Like, oh man. Yeah, it, it's so good. I love when he's running through, like, Rizzolos is like, oh, what's wrong with their doc? And he's like, well, like... Well, kids... As far as I can tell, as far as I can tell, your wrist is broken in three places. Um, I can't tell without the x-ray, but the bone protrusion is not a good sign. This suggests that, you know, three of your vertebrae are also snapped. Uh, your body temperature is below, you know, 80 degrees, and you have no heartbeat. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know! He's <laughs> like, I don't know what that means. You know what, I'm gonna get a second opinion. Yeah, and he, basically the doctor has a fucking heart attack. Well, as he's like, as he's explaining it to him, you see him like fumbling with like a nitrous pill. Yeah, <laughs> or a nitroglycerin pill, and then he like puts it under his tongue as he's explaining, and then he goes like Bruce Willis like starts freaking out and wants to go like find the doctors, and they're all working on the doctor that examined her because <laughs> he's having a heart attack and he's dead at that point. I guess so. You take those kind of pills to like bring down the possibility of a heart attack. Yeah, right? That's yeah, the, yeah. So he's like clearly his heart's racing too much he's like this is I'm, this is a dead person I'm sure like he couldn't handle it but like the sheer terror that the guy's going through is, is handled with so much comedy of like clearly like someone who's just like a master of his craft like yeah. I have no idea who that actor is but shit that was fucking gold yeah I have two questions related to this scene sure one why is the hospital French I don't know yeah I know they're in LA that. yeah it's um, a lot there in LA. My second question is would she technically be a zombie then? So yeah, right? She's a reanimated corpse. Yeah. Or that like that whatever the, the serum is, the re- I'm gonna keep using reagent because that sure. works. Whatever that is, it's like you're alive until you're killed, but you sustain. 
that's what that's the other thing I'm wondering too is like, like was she dead when she took it right or was or once she did died she die did it bring her it. back yeah yeah did she die as soon as she took it or did she die when she broke her neck and it's just keeping her alive yeah exactly like it's keeping right? her brain going it, and it doesn't really answer these questions the only thing about it that is solid is that like if you sustain damage you will not heal from it because yeah. you're dead so you're that's what I mean like if she broke if she broke her if she didn't break her neck if she just like say like cut her hand well, would her hand have healed well look at the rules right that she was saying too it's like you uh, you can experience beautiful youth for 10 years but after that you have to disappear yeah personally I would fake my death yeah so would I right and like so I think it, it, what it means is that like your old life like has to go away you, you kind of you stop aging you become like a vampire so you can't really be alive anymore I think this is sort of like a vampire serum Okay. Like you don't become a vampire, obviously, but it's the same sort of. Thing. Yeah. You, you get eternal life at a cost. You're undead. Okay. You know, and so like for vampires, it's like if they don't feed often, they descend more and more into this creature, right? Where in this case, I think is if you don't, <laughs> you have to maintain a, a life of decadence and delicacy because any yeah. damage will be permanent. Yeah, because because like look at her like Madame La Fuffy Fuffer the fucker fucking name yeah Liesel be- yeah Liesel Von Rusch she lives in beautiful like. pools with giant man people or like beautiful Tom Dick and Harry yeah I thought that joke was great yeah it was like Tom Dick Harry I was like ha it's because I, it took me a second because great. she didn't say them in order when she calls him yeah she's like Dick Tom, Tom Harry yeah yeah that's like, <laughs> Tom great. Dick and Harry I was like what are you like these the Joker's henchmen like what yeah. is that? I thought it was cool but yeah like she lives she like. You know, is in a pool all the time, and is these like you know, lavish lifestyle, and has people waiting. Yeah, on her. like she sustains no damage ever, and I think she's built her life to make sure she like can't. But she's also like she's also like nineteen twenties, like beautiful, where she's like very pale and yeah. very you know very Egyptian esque. Um, I think too, like, well, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but like we'll talk about that later. But like, I think. No, we'll, we'll talk about that do down. Yeah. Well, like, there's a part where they're trying to get what's his fuck to do with Bruce Willie to take the fucking serum. And I think it's because they have an invested interest in him being a part of that world. They're like, "Ooh, you can yeah. help maintain us because like we're all not perfect." I think like I, I don't know why it never occurred to them to have a more like a more to do it. But anyways, that is jumping a little bit. You're right. Yeah, my bad. Um, but you, you will egg me on. You're I like, did. Let's go over this. But <laughs> we're not too far away. We can get there pretty quickly. That's true. Um, basically. The they come doctor, out of the hospital. Yeah, the doctor who is the only other person who knows uh, about, is about dead. Madeline is dead. Yeah. Um, so and they leave him being a mortician life. takes her home and basically fixes her up. Sure, she like and paints her and because like, she gets sent to the morgue part of the hospital, right? She gets yeah. When he's out looking for she doctors, fainted. she faints or passes out or whatever, and a nurse comes across her. And, Reader is dead, so sends her to the morgue. So that's a good turn, like like jokes on phrasing this movie too, where it's like it doesn't make sense. It's like, oh, no one can make sense of a, of a thing like this. And it's yeah. like, no, you don't understand. It's like no one really does understand. It's yeah. like it's kind of funny because it's, it's like a miracle. No, yeah, it's like you don't get it. There's an undead person, and she's like, no, they passed on. It's like, yeah, it's, that's why like the comedy comes through in the dialogue of this film really great. And it's like Bruce Willis is like someone who didn't initially start in weird shit or like action movies. He's like from the Honeymooners. He did more comedies. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, they get her back to the house, right? Yeah, then, like, they go back to the house, and he gets like formaldehyde and stuff like that to like preserve her and yeah, and stuff like that, and paints her so that she looks alive and shit. And then Goldie Hawn shows up like yep. a week later or a few days later. I thought it was like the same night. Uh, it's a it's a couple of days later, or at least a day later. 
Um, she does mention that it's been a couple of days. Okay, okay. I thought it was yeah. like it's the same night, to be honest. Because that night he goes and gets the formaldehyde, and then he makes a comment when he's painting her that he's been working on her for a few days. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. cool, cool. It's still like, that's the thing. At this part of the movie, it reminds me so much of Reanimator. Like, it's it's like almost like this is a family friendly version of it. <laughs> You know, where it's yeah. like, we got, like, undead corpses, we got weird, wacky kind of, like, horror science going on, you know? We got doctors abusing their abilities. It's like, this is, like, like a reanimator, but for, like, a more family-friendly audience. It's like, if you wanted to get your mom to watch reanimator, she's like, how are you going to do that? It's like, Bruce Willis. That's how you get her, get her to yeah. watch it, you know? Yeah, no, exactly. Um, I think that's what drew, because, like, my family, especially at that time, was very much so not into horror. My, yeah. family, my mom and dad not horror people well, like, on paper you keep selling this to somebody is like kind of hard you're yeah. like you know it's like, it's like, it sounds gruesome it sounds like it's going to be like kind of a hard thing to watch it was a movie that kind of had something for everybody at the time it's true yeah um, but yeah they Bruce Willie fixes her up makes her look like a person yep uh, makes her look alive like an alive person um, and then he Gets uh, gets surprised by Goldie Hawn. Yeah, he pretty much just gets like a lot of parts in this movie. Bruce Willis pretty much is in the middle of doing something, and then he's cut off by one of the other characters who have their own agendas anyway. Yeah, and like Goldie Hawn shows up to be like, "Aren't we gonna bury Madeline?" And Madeline's like, "What the fuck are you doing here, bitch? You can call me yeah. a bad actress." And then they end up in their sparring. Yeah, they like they're fighting, and then Madeline goes and grabs a shotgun. Yeah, and one oh, of that's the best so good. Scenes, one of the best scenes, like one of the most well-known scene, probably the best. Like well known, it's the scene the that why people remember this movie because it's even on the cover of the film. Like in yeah. the VHS cover, there's like a part where Bruce was holding a candlestick, like a like through, through her, fucking, yeah. And it's like that's like they give it away pretty much, yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, they want they it's such a memorable scene from the theaters, they knew they could put it on the VHS cover and it would sell, yeah, you know. But yeah, no, uh, Madeline straight up blows a hole through fucking yeah. Ellen. And then it starts to unravel, though, where you realize, like, as they argue, she gets up and she's like, I have a hole through me! And it's like, yeah. he kind of realizes that, like, this really didn't have a whole lot to do with him. Yeah. And, like, he's like, oh, they're, like, they're digging up old shit. Like, they've, they've been competing since they were kids. Yeah. Oh, I was just, like, a pawn in that. And, like, you can see him, like, comically just sort of almost, he doesn't look at, the at like, the audience, but he kind of cheats. Yeah. So the audience can see his face of like what the fuck, and then like walks out of frame. Yeah, and, like, and then you see so him walking good. up the. You hear him walking up the stairs, and then you see him on the second floor as they start <laughs> like as these two like ghouls, like immortal ghouls, <laughs> yeah, start dueling each other with fucking shovels. Yeah, um, he's like, I'm gonna pack my things. Like yeah, he basically is like, I'm done with this shit. Like, yeah, I'm because gonna... it all comes out that it's a potion and yeah, he's like, hey, stuff guy, like that. This yeah. is a miracle. It's like I think this is bullshit. Yeah. Oh, it's like, oh, this is something you can pay for? That's stupid. Yeah, I think it also occurs to him, too, that he's like, they're not, they're going to be fine. I yeah. can just leave. <laughs> like, they're not going to... Yeah, nobody's going to kill each other. Yeah, I'm not on the hook for any murder here, you know? Yeah, but then they, you know, they, they guilt him and coerce him into fixing, patching well, him up. Yeah, they, he fixes him up, and he's like, on that condition, I'll leave, and then they realize they can't let him go. Yeah. Because, like, what if they get hurt again, right? What yeah, if they, they, they need, need touch-ups. Touch yeah. So they're like, oh, well, we'll just get him to take the serum, because then he'll be stuck with us forever. Uh, and there's this whole, like, kind of like... You know? That was <laughs> kind of the unraveling of the movie for me, a yeah. little bit. At that point, it's pretty much, it's ending at that point. Cause, like, yeah. He resists it, because he almost gets convinced by, like, crazy kick-ass French titty lady. Yeah. <laughs> he should take, yeah, to take the serum, he's like, no, I'm not going to do it. And there's this whole, like, seize the man. I love that. He's like, what if I get bored? I'm like, yeah. that's my problem with immortality. He's I'm like, going to get bored. Yeah, Watch him when I love die, and then what? Hang out with the two of them forever. Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh man, he figured it out fast. He was like, fuck that. 
You should have walked around the room before you made that choice, though, because there were some pretty dope people you could have hung out with. True. Like, Elvis Jim is Morrison, there. Elvis, Jim Morrison, Andy Warhol, Marilyn Monroe. Like, Who's the guy in the pool? The guy in the pool room? No, like when he falls through the ceiling. Yeah, the guy who's like, are you done yet? Yeah. That's Jim Morrison. That's Jim Morrison? Yeah. Okay, cool. I thought it was fucking funny. So yeah. there's a bunch of famous people that have taken the elixir. And oh, are, yeah. And have clearly been fine. Like, they seem like they've all aged fine. Yeah. Which means that they, like, took care of themselves very quickly and didn't have any exterior fucking shit going on. Yeah. But yeah, no, I forgot. There's so many different, like, dead yeah. celebrities that are there that are like, oh. Which I thought was pretty funny. But yeah, like, that's basically, like, the last little bit in the movie. Yeah. And then, like... He dumps the serum when they try to catch him. He falls through the glass, and then, like, he leaves, he escapes in the, the roadster, and they're like, I guess we'll never see him again. Yeah. You know? Cut to 37 37 years, years later. later. And yeah. I love that. It's like, nothing gets resolved. They just sort of, like, 37 years you know later. What pisses me off about this movie? What? They didn't address COVID. You know what? They fucking didn't. Yeah. This is, they didn't talk about COVID. This funeral, this funeral is unrealistic because it would have happened in a COVID world. Yeah, well, I'm kidding. Fuck I'm you, kidding. Andrew. Okay, <laughs> wait. The movie starts in 1973. 70, yeah, 72 72 to 74 or something like that. No, it's, it's early. It's before 75. Okay, so I'm going to say 72. Yeah, okay, I think Then 72. it jumps seven years. So then it's like 79. Jumps another seven years. So it's like, what, 70 or 85? Ish, right? Ish, right? And then it jumps 37 years. So yeah. it's like now. <laughs> it's like seven years from now. Okay. Ish. Yeah. Okay. And that's the movie ends in, the, in our future. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of cool. Eh? <laughs> in our near future. So maybe COVID happened and went. Yeah. And it's gone. So fuck you. But um, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like, I mean, we see them There's sitting There's no bicentennial man funeral. Robin Williams in this. <laughs> we, see him, we see them, you know, like ghouls sitting at the back of the church, cackling I, during his funeral. This whole ending funeral bit is so horror comedy for me, too, because they're just like, it's like, well, it's like, we gotta catch him, we gotta find him, and they cut to like 37 years later, and yeah. they're zooming out to, he's dead. Yeah, well, yeah. So they, they didn't get him. And, they let, and <laughs> like, they're talking break. about his life, and like, how, how he had he, the w- most wonderful life. Started His life started <laughs> at 50 when he ran away from these people. Yeah, and he's like, I do love the joke too, where it's like, in his tall tales about the undead in Beverly Hills, yeah. and like, they're just like, like, I thought that was like just totally That's golden. So good. Uh, I don't know. Like, like there's parts of this movie that once it's just to embrace its weirdness, I like really love it. Um, it makes sense to me, and I think I have it written down here that I, the ending kind of feels like the end of a Tales from the Crypt episode. Oh yeah, um, and that makes sense considering he directed a few. Makes sense. This is a big long Tales of the Crypt episode. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, essentially, it's kind of, and it kind of—I'm not gonna lie—kind of feels like that sometimes. Yeah, especially that last act, like that last, like chase around the house and stuff. I'm kind of like, okay. Well, usually the tales of the crypt stories too is always like there would be supernatural weird shit going on to characters, but the people were always the worst. Yeah, like it always shows you that humans were like we really are worse for each other. It's not the the ghoulish factors we could have, right? Yeah. At least that was always I think the the trick to tales of the crypt. It was like humans are always terrible. Yeah, but it got like. Is it, I think the thing that did it for me was like the very very ending when they fall down the steps and they just like shatter into like a bunch of pieces and then the heads roll next to each other and they start talking I'm just like that's so Tales from the Crypt yeah. do you remember <laughs> where we parked the car yeah it's like how are you going to get to the car you don't have legs because your legs are in 17 pieces over there. <laughs> yeah. I do love the scene before this too where it's like so what are we going to do then we're just going to paint each other's asses forever yeah ha 
forever and ever and they both laughing see the, their laugh turns into like this hysterical like oh kill me no way I don't want to paint your ass forever yeah and then that's what they do yeah that's what they do. it's fucking you know what this is a great movie oh yeah I enjoy it <laughs> like like I don't know I, rewatching it it was a pleasure I've watched it many times over the years it was just as good as the last time I watched it it made me laugh fucking out loud during the, the doctor yeah. bit like yeah. I forgot how much I enjoyed this For if you you know it, it's a good horror comedy I'm two thumbs up my review is, is basically not even useful because I'm just going to tell you to watch the fucking film yeah oh no it was it was good um it was a it was a little rough at times, just because like shows its age. Yeah, exactly. You know? it, it's a film that was made in nineteen ninety two on a budget. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, but it's it's still well done. There's some really good effects in it. There's some hilarious scenes in it. Like, oh yeah, there's one scene. There's two parts quickly. I want to finish on um, that are during the horrible shovel fight. Um, <laughs> yeah, Goldie Hawn like smacks Meryl Streep's head in. And the part, like, the effect oh, yeah. that they do of the head sunking into her chest is really good. It's true. But then when she pulls, when Meryl Streep pulls her head out of her chest cavity, she has to, like, hold it for the rest of that scene. And anytime she's not, like, she drops her head and it's, like, yeah. such a good, so, like, it's such a well-acted I'm not going to talk to you until you get your head upright. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, or your head on straight. Yeah, <laughs> and she's, like, she's got to, like, hold it because if she lets it go, it just falls. But like you see her, like you see her, like she uses it so much, like and she commits to it so well because she's Meryl fucking Street, yeah, she's right? It, right, exactly. She uh, wrote like twenty eight fucking pages of backstory for Madeline in this fucking movie. Yeah, uh, but yeah, definitely go see it. Like it is, it is. Definitely, go see it in theaters this fall. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, like definitely watch it though. Like it is a good movie, and like the cast is great. Oh, stacked cast. It, it holds up, but it's definitely a product of its time. Oh yeah. yeah. The weird thing is, this came out in 1992, and I'm like, when people went and saw Army of Darkness in theater, it was like 1992, 1993. Yeah. So they probably saw this and went, oh, let's go see this other one that's kind of like that. Yeah. And then Army of Darkness being just like way more grim. <laughs> yeah. See, you equated but, uh, you equated Reanimator to this. To, for me, the closest thing that I kept drawing to for some reason was fucking Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice is a good comparison. Yeah. Also, I got one last thing too. Alan Silvestri did the score for this movie, and the whole time I thought, where have I heard this fucking score before? And it's because it's Alan Silvestri. He did like Predator yeah. and a bunch of, and also Back to the Future. Like I've heard this guy's makes like make oh, yeah. score before, so it's like that's why I was familiar. But yeah, no, the score is fantastic. Oh, it's fucking great. But... Check up, check out Alan Silvestri, guys. <laughs> great cinematic score. All right, time to draw film number nine. All right, are you drawing or am I drawing? Uh, I drew this. All right, all right. Come on, bub. Get your head on straight, you fuck. All right, apparently. You hear that? You hear that? I can't hear it. Shuffling. It's a lot of it's a lot of choices in there. Every day, see, shuffling. Let's see what Bub was thinking about today. I have drawn. One of mine. We are watching next episode. Bubba Ho-Tep! Bubba oh, Ho-Tep. another one of my movies. Three in a row for you. I know, I've been getting a lot of mine lately. Jesus. Yep. Bubba Ho-Tep starring Bruce Campbell, my favorite fucking actor, and the reason I ended up going to film school. Nice. Oh, and acting school. Is. Which is responsible for why I wasted a bunch of my money. Just kidding. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. This is 2002's Bubba Ho-Tep. Next, yeah. time, uh, next time on Random Cinema. Yeah, you're just like, why can't it be one of my movies? Yeah. Fuck's sakes. All right, guys, well. I'm Andrew. Wait, no, I'm Andrew. <laughs> I'm not Brennan. Oh my fuck. Alright. Until next time. Bye bye. Until next time, guys. Bye bye. Until next come. <laughs> <laughs>